Hey everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, the Digging Deeper Jazz video series. This is video number five, Commando Jazz Skills. And uh, our topic today is talking about motivic playing, how to be more motivic, develop ideas in our playing. And we'll be talking about the Charlie Parker song, Scrapple from the Apple, just a little bit as well. So I tell you what, it's easy to spin our wheels when we're practicing jazz and practicing improvising. So to combat that, I've got a great exercise that we're gonna be working with. I've been teaching it for years. It's a really good bang for your buck kind of exercise. And you're not even paying a buck, so it's gonna be perfect. All right, commando jazz training. So I tell you what, uh, before we dig into that, you wanna hear something crazy? Here's something crazy. Um, these videos are being watched by thousands and thousands of people, and I can't believe it, that's awesome. I love that people want to get that information. Here's the crazy part. About half those people are jazz pros like myself, and that's wonderful. Teachers, players from around the country and around the world. And what I'm hearing from those folks is, you know, as jazz players, we're always looking for a way to work more, frankly, just trying to make a living, right? Or do better work. We get busy, but the work isn't the greatest. The students aren't really engaged, that sort of stuff. So I'm talking to a lot of jazz pros about how to bump up their business, bump up the creativity in their teaching, frankly, the income, right? So, cool. Now here's the crazy thing. The other half of the folks that I'm hearing from are adult amateur players. And these are folks who don't have a place to play. You're on YouTube, you're online trying to learn how to play jazz. That's great. You pick up some great tips from here or other places, but now you want to play in a band or get some mentorship, meet some people in your community. Where's the community? That's what I'm hearing. So there's the crazy part. Half of you have this product, the other half are dying for this product. It drives me nuts. So that is why I'm doing these videos. I mean, I love to teach, I love sharing good information. I hope you, you know, dig what you hear on these videos, that's great. But the real reason I'm, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, doing these videos, the mission is to try to connect folks, right? So try to get these jazz professionals doing this fabulous work of connecting with these adult students. They're the best students in the world. This is meaningful stuff to them. Uh, so that's kind of what this is all about. So I want to hear from both of you groups. That's who I want to hear from. Now, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. If you happen to be in this area, you could attend Maryland Summer Jazz, our summer workshop. That's a way that I connect adults, like some of the best faculty members in the country, like Grammy winner kind of people, with adult students. We do that every year. Um, I have about 100 regular adult students who do jazz band masterclass, our twice a month workshop. So that's great if you live in this four or five state area. Uh, that's a way that we can connect. But I tell you what, so I'm training jazz professionals like myself around the country to do this type of work, start their own business. So if you live in New York City, Russ Nolan just finished up working with me, a great, great player and educator in his own right, but he's just launched his new business. It's Jazz Lab NY, jazzlabny.com, Russ Nolan. Uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, Paul Bangzer and Jazz Lab Bethesda. I'm working with two guys. If you live in Sarasota or if you live in Philadelphia, the guys I'm working with right now are opening their businesses this fall. So that's what I'm talking about. Adults around the country are gonna have a place to put this information into action. And so I wanna hear from you. If you're in an area where you would like this kind of thing, that's what I need to know. I can connect you with somebody. Or if you're a jazz player wondering what, you, what you're gonna to do to bump up your business or how are you gonna double your income, I'd like to talk to you too. 
So that's what these videos are all about, and I just want to connect these two groups of people that are listening to this at the same time. All right. Uh, get me at, by the way, jeffantoniak at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what's up. Okay, so let's dig into this uh, commando jazz skills thing. So we're talking about playing more motivically. The idea, and, and all that means is taking an idea and developing it and expanding it. That's what a great architect does. That's what every good movie in the world does or every good book or every good short story is taking an idea and expanding it and developing it and letting a theme spin out. That's what classical music is. That's what Beethoven's Fifth Symphony so famously did, right? So, um, and today, there's, there's a million ways to do that. People spend years, people spend their entire lives learning all the million ways that we can develop a theme. Today, I wanna to talk about transposition. That's a really good one for jazz musicians, and it's a good one for our brains to get our, ourselves thinking that way. And I, call, I fall, fell upon calling this commando training years ago, because it struck me that this ability to take just as you're improvising, you play a little idea. Most of us will immediately discard that and move on to the next idea. Immediately discard that and move on to the next idea. So a lot of us think, oh, I don't have very good ideas, or oh, I need to learn some cooler stuff. My answer is no, you keep throwing out great ideas, right? So you're like, you know, all the coffee shop philosophers sitting around, oh, here's a brilliant idea, I'm gonna do this, I should do this. Well, how about actually just do one of them? It's hard, right? That's the hard part. So whatever you play, learn to develop it. And transposition is one route to do this. So here's the idea. This is the long and short of the exercise. Every day, you're going to come up with a disposable lick. And by that, I mean a terrible idea. Can you do that? Are you good at <laughs> terrible ideas? I can come up with a million of them. But I'm talking about something that is so simple, you, you wouldn't even call it a lick. So let's say this, one flat seven, one. So I'm in the key of C. It's just two pitches, right? But I conceptualize the first one is one, a C. The second one is flat seven, a B flat concert up to C. That's my lick. Not much of a lick, right? So here's what I want you to do with it. I want you to play that lick through various root motions. And I've got a handout here that I would uh, love to send you, a two-pager that sort of talks about this. So I'm gonna talk about the circle of fourths right now. So here is what I suggest you do. Let's say you pick that lick. So that's one of our variables, the lick. What's the lick gonna be? The second variable is the root motion. There's many types of root motions. Pick a root motion. The third variable might be our tempo. And so here's the commando part. So I'm gonna count myself in and I'm gonna go around the circle of fourths and I'm gonna play that lick in time and see if I can get it all the way through the circle of fourths. As I'm trying to remember the circle of fourths, I'm trying to transpose this lick, you get it. It's, you know, it'll sound terrible if you're doing it right. One, two, so I might play. messing up. That was faked. I didn't mess up. But you get the idea. If you mess up, keep going in time. When you're doing commando training, when you're in basic training and you slip and fall in the mud, people don't stop and help you up. You've got to keep going. That's the commando part, the tempo part. So the whole time I'm struggling to remember, oh my god, what's the next stop around the circle of fourths? Oh, it's an A flat. Oh my god, what's the flat seven in A flat? Etc. Etc. Right? 
And so do this, try not to stop the tempo. Now here's the thing, that was an easy lick for me. I can imagine coming up with, you know, Lord knows, a, a difficult lick, let's say, uh, sharp five, one, sharp five, natural five, three. I'm just trying to come up with something crazy that I know I won't be able to pull off. Sharp five, one, sharp five, natural five, three, around the circle of fours. I messed it up already. Etc. I was straining to remember what the next stop around the circle of fourths was with that lick. Am I ever going to play that lick? It doesn't matter. It's a disposable lick, right? So you'll find, so for some of us, just playing around the circle of fourths is hard. So your lick may be one, one, playing the root around the circle of fourths and doing that in time. Fantastic. Then move on to a harder lick tomorrow. One flat seven, one, or one, two, three, whatever it is, right? It's a disposable lick. You're never going to play it. So what it is, is you're tuning up your brain, your ability to transpose. You're hearing yourself play through these different root motions. And the, uh, the basic training part of it is that we're making ourselves do it in time, do it over and over in time. So, you know, I, I imagine, you know, I've never been a commando. I've never actually been a Navy SEAL. But, uh, you know, I hear stories. They give you your gun. Take your gun apart. Okay, put your gun back together. Okay, take it apart. Okay, put it back together. Okay, now I'm throwing you in the ocean. Take your gun apart. Put it back together underwater. Okay, so now I'm going to shoot at you. Take your gun apart. Put it back together. Okay, now I'm going to throw you. <laughs> you know, you get the idea. And that is, that's the kind of training I'm after. So a little bit every day, it's this intense Oh my God, you're barely hanging on for dear life thing. Guess what that's mimicking? Rather <laughs> than being on stage playing a tune. So when you find yourself and you play this cool little idea and it's like, oh God, what did I just play? Most of us don't even remember what we played to even be able to repeat it. Okay, well now can you play it at the next pitch level? Can you follow the chord changes? Can you transpose it into a hip place on that next? This goes on and on and on. So the variables are... What is the lick? And now I would say I developed them like an easier lick starts on the root. And maybe it uses the major scale. It just uses whatever you're comfortable with. A, a, you know, a lick might be one, two, three. That's your lick of the day, right? Next day, one, two, flat, three. I can't believe I'm singing for you. Um, so using those. So starting on the root, going down to the seventh. So a more complicated lick doesn't start on the root. You're thinking the C but maybe your lick starts on the third now. So you have to think, ah, the, the chord or the root is C, but I'm gonna start on E. Around the circle of fourths, the next chord after C is F. Okay, but you can't play F, you have to think what's the third of F, right? So those of us that are more experienced, easy enough. It's like I did with that whatever sharp five thing I was doing. It's pretty easy after a while to come up with something where you're really at your wit's end and you have to keep doing it in tempo. So I would say if you screw up five keys in a row, keep going, keep your spot because it's like real life, right? Don't get lost in the changes. So if you screw up five stops of the way around the circle of fourths, fine. On the sixth one, jump back in, right? This is a skill you can and will use on stage. So that's kind of the idea. 
first, uh, first variable is what's the lick. That could be anything. Second variable is root motions. And again, uh, this is what the handout looks like. It's uh, a list of some possible root motions. There's many, many, many of them. I've been using the circle of fourths as an example because it's uh, such a ubiquitous thing in jazz, right? And uh, the third variable might be the tempo. For instance, one, seven, one that I was using. That's easy for me, as is the circle of fourths. Uh, how about if I try doing it chromatically? Fair enough. How about if I speed up the tempo? I messed up. There's a tempo where the simple lick and the simple root motion, chromatic, I can't do. It's, it's uh, my brain and my fingers are both seizing up. You can see, right? Do this every day with some embarrassingly simple lick. Don't even call it a lick. That's not the right way to think about it. All right, so I tell you what, I'm gonna play Scrapple from the Apple really quickly. Um, and I'm just gonna use the A sections. Here's what it looks like. It's just a simple tune. And by the way, I'm gonna be using this tune on the next video. So uh, get, get familiar with it and we'll sort of dig into it further on the next video. So I'm just gonna use the A sections and I'm gonna use that, let's call it one flat seven one and see if, if I can sort of play through these changes, improvising with it. Now here's the thing, after a while, to me it's just a descending whole step. So after a while, I may start transposing it into different places in the chord. There's other places in a C chord, or a C7 chord, or whatever it is, where there's neighboring whole steps. Two, one, two would also work. So anyway, I just want to give you a little idea of what this can sound like when we're improvising. And this isn't supposed to be a great solo, I'm just going to be using that theme a bunch, overusing it, certainly. started taking it far afield, I started doing random transposition. So if you heard it getting out and or sounding bad, that's <laughs> sort of uh, two ways to say the same thing. That's what was going on. So I, I could spend a half an hour with those two notes and find interesting places to find where they fit. So part of it, I might be calculating, oh wow, those two notes are a sharp nine and a flat nine on the dominant chord. Or I may be thinking, so that's a very intellectual way to think about it, and that's a great thing to remember. I will remember to do that on the gig tonight. Or I may be letting my fingers do the walking and playing more intuitively, I suppose, just kind of feeling my way through the changes, but developing my melodic sense. Oh, that sounded interesting. That was really out, but sounded interesting. Oh, that was really out, but sounded terrible. Don't do that one next time. 
So you see how this, this simple, simple exercise is going to get your brain and your fingers really working. And it's, it's all about motivic playing, right? So that's, it's a great exercise. I've gotten a lot, a lot of uh, mileage from this one. So I hope you try it out. And as I said, the next video, video number six, we're going to be taking this idea and this tune and sort of expanding it a little bit. So email me if you'd like a copy of the PDF, the Root Motions PDF, or any of the other PDFs from uh, the preceding series. By the way, um, the Advanced Jazz Learning Technique series, the video series I did before this one, video number five in that series was on root motion. So we can, you can check that out and we can dig a little deeper into uh, what we were doing there. So thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. As I said, we have these two groups of people that I'm dying to connect. So please contact me, whether you're a student looking for a place to play or looking for a way to expand your education or whether you're a jazz professional and interested in the kind of stuff I'm talking about and how that could work for you. Love to do it. Please subscribe to the channel. And uh, thank you for sharing these videos. Just let more people know about this stuff. I've, I know I've got university professors who are using these videos on occasion with their students. I love that stuff. That's perfect. So thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, see you next time. Take care.